Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I believe this is week number four live of the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast on Instagram Live, recording in the Winter Park Library recording studio. If you haven't used it and you live in the area, you definitely should. If you've listened the last few episodes, we've been talking about your custom home and specifically what we do, minimalist homes, that you're wanting to build and just thinking through the things that are going to affect your design. This is episode four. So the episode, first episode was just talking about the idea of like you having that impetus inside you to want to do a custom home. And then we talked about the desire. So your personal desires. And then we talked about land or nature. So today we're going to talk about the things that affect your property. So the key to a project is having a strong DNA. So we had episode one, which is D, desires, episode Two was about nature, like land, and today is about the effects. And I believe these are the three key elements that you want to consider and bring in to create a completely unique home with just telling your story. And today's episode, the effects, is seemingly the most practical one. Desires is just like your dream, what you see yourself doing in your home. Nature is like the water, wind, sun, animals, foliage, vegetation on your property, or even the things underground, geological stuff and the sense of the beauty of it and the the way you interact with it. But today we're talking about the effects. So the effects is like code type stuff. And I want to start out and just with something to keep you in mind throughout what we're talking about today is it's a it's kind of like a riddle but I just think it's fun so I want to see if you can figure out what the answer to the riddle is you're walking down the street and you pass a house on the left and you see a house that has a porch on the first floor a porch on the second floor you approach the next lot same size right next to it there's a porch on the first floor but not the second floor you get to the third house and you see a house with a porch on the second floor but not the first floor Then you get to the fourth house and it's the one that you, or the fourth lot, and it's the one that you want to design. What's going on? Okay, I will get back to that at the end of the episode. So today, the effects episode gets me very excited because it is kind of like the X factor. It's the things that are existing in the world. So like in the world, we have gravity, right? But like in a, and that does affect your project, but in a construction project, you have the city code, you've got the money that you have, you've got easements that might be from utilities, you've got your schedule, maybe things like you've got to be out of a house on a certain time. And then there's other crazy stuff that can go on as well, like neighbors or things like that, that are all external factors affecting you. So that's the third part of the DNA. Inside, you may be like frustrated, like you'll find out, oh, I want, I love this piece of property that I've got, but there's an easement for utility going right through it. And that can seem frustrating, right? Or you've got only a certain amount of money to build what you want 
or you have to be out of one property and you've got to be into your home in a certain amount of time. And so that's something that I feel like everyone deserves to be prepared to walk through and get in their mind that it's something that can actually add to the specificity of their project and it should be enjoyed while building a custom home. You're going to be working through your budget, finding out what's possible, what you want to invest into your custom home, your minimalist home, your story, and really appreciate it. Don't hide from those things. Don't see them as something that's holding you back. I It's very common. Like I, I even, I'll deal with it at times. It's like, this thing is something they want a certain type of rail in a certain area. Well, that's where the ability to innovate and that's where the ability to do something unique comes in and make it like a piece of couture. I know so much about it, but I believe like real couture clothes that you'll see are clothes that are like basically sewn onto the person. And that's something I've been holding into my head a lot. Like I want a home that I designed for you. I want your home that you have for yourself to succeed in being something that is basically like a couture dress that has been tailored to your site. That like you see that body and that piece of clothing would only fit on that body and they perfectly complement each other. And that's the goal with the effect. So I know it, it can seem daunting and I see each rule and parameter like I've just stated as, a, as an opportunity to go through these things. And at our company, we have checklists that we use. We use prior research from other jobs. If we've worked in the area before, we use that. We have a lot of different things that we'll use to ensure we're getting the best options for our client. And a lot of it is that good time and money. Sometimes you can maybe get another thing. Like I've had projects where somebody wants something and it's like, hey, if we spend more time, there's an approval process from the city and you could get that. Or do you need to go somewhere and we'll do a different design option and you can get in quicker. And so finding out those options and going through with what feels right and what is right for your personal project is important. So I've touched on this a little bit, but just like when we're doing the design, we meet with you before drawing. We want to gather as much information from you as we can. We're going to find out what like practical things, like what rooms you want, how you want to feel in those rooms. Where do you want them located to each other? How do you want them orientated to the outside of your property? Things like that. With the land, we're going to figure out views, breezes, things like that that you want in relationship to your property. And just like that, we're going to go through and do this research before we're just going to jump in and start designing the full thing. Now, I do want to preface that a lot of times design is... A means of investigation, but you want to keep in your mind that's what the purpose is at the time that you're doing it. So like when someone draws a first floor plan, it is almost like a test, like you're putting something in the water to see what happens to it, right? Like in, in science, they might like put something in to see how, like when they're testing for a disease, maybe like, does this work to eliminate the disease? Does this work to increase somebody's nutrition in their body when they're, when they test stuff? So that can be a, a design tool. So design in that sense, maybe you're testing things along the way, back and forth. And then once you've done all that, that will help you get through the parameters on these checklists. Then you can move on. Sometimes you'll find something on a checklist and you need to do a drawing. Like if there's easement and you want to do a certain thing near it and there's a part of the project that you want there, you can do a design, run it by you, 
run it by whoever's involved in that process and see what they think about it, where it's going, what rules might come up that maybe weren't directly stated in paper because there's plenty of those. So we go through all that and I really take a lot of joy in working through this with people and making it about their story because you're finding out what is possible. The really cool thing is when you have these external parameters, right? There's actually just, I don't know, maybe I like this stuff. Just like the, I don't know if George Lucas says it or Qui-Gon Jinn or whatever. He's like, the force is like moving through us and in us and whatever. There is all these things affecting your project that actually create that shape. So when you look at a piece of property, once you've defined the property, if the boundaries aren't there, you won't have that form or not. But when you actually analyze your survey, the codes, easements, things like that, even sometimes the neighbors can sign papers that will affect the form, the orientation of your site. So when you look at a piece of property, there's actually an invisible sculpture there from the get-go. And then that initial sculpture can be formed by the things that you want or the things that are important to you. I even, it's funny because it doesn't come up much, but there are one city in Texas that I think has created a software where you can actually pick a piece of property and it will show you that invisible form and like different colors, like, because sometimes as you go higher or wider, there's different things that you can or cannot do. That's why, like when you go to New York City, you'll see like in some of the older areas and even today it still applies, but there's a lot of old brick buildings that that step up and that was like the cavern rule, right? It was something that was an external effect that shaped the buildings. And I remember in college getting tours of those and just thinking, man, it's so cool to see what those those things are. We're talking about the cavern in New York. It's actually like a neat thing to see, but it was in order to keep sunlight there, there was an effect put on those buildings that shaped them. One, one thing to keep in mind though, and why I think it's important to work with an architect or designer, and especially a realtor who is used to working with an architect or designer in new construction is that sidewalk I was talking about was a real situation. So there was three houses on a street next to each other that all had a different porch. It seems little, but then on the fourth lot, we were designing the porch. And guess what? The city had literally changed the rule about the exterior porch on the front of a house four years in a row. And so when we went to talk to them about how can we do the porch, then they were like, it's none of these. We've just changed it. And in fact, I think it was they hadn't changed it yet. There was a rule in the works that once we were going to submit for permit, that rule was going to be in effect. So we couldn't just like go in the code and look at it because it was going to be different during our process. And what we came up with, it was really exciting because it ended up that we had this floating balcony on the front of the house with no columns and stuff like that. So it was a fun situation to go through. So now if you go down that street, you see double porch, porch on top, porch on bottom, floating porch. And who knows, maybe they're going to change it again. But that's just an example of the things that are going to be affecting you. And they're always changing. It, it's like, okay, I used to say that, and I actually just changed this yesterday. For years, I had said that, and I really like this because I think it's a better way to think about it. And I do mean it with respect, but I used to say like a like the building department is like God in a way. God will do things and we may not understand it, 
but it is a rule. Like if he created gravity, that's a rule, right? Like gravity is not going away. He made it. So if the city makes a rule, you most, most of the time it's like, okay, this is something we're doing is their ruling. They may do something different, but it's their choice, right? We're not forcing it. We can't force it on them. So we work with it and we tailor it to what we want to do. But I rethought that recently because I think they do change, right? And so that is more in human nature. And I think it's an easier way to think about it. Like the building departments are trying to do things too, or banks are trying to do things or like whoever you're renting from. They're human. They're changing their needs or wanting their needs and things they want are changing. I just had a project yesterday where my client had something that had got approved. It was in a contract. And after we had completed the work, the person they had the contract with called and said they wanted to change it. And so that they had a contract, so they didn't, but it was still pressure on them. They're tr- they trying to pressure them to give up something. And they weren't too happy about it, so they discussed it, and they were able to move that back. That wasn't a city thing. It was a, a private contract they had with a piece of land. But just think about that. That's something that you can work through, and it can seem frustrating, or you, we can use it to our advantage to to keep moving along because I definitely I know it's like if you're getting to the point where you want a custom home you're a person who wants to persevere you're a person who's in it for the long run you're someone who wants to build this home and have it in your family for a long time and and if you're not planning on staying in it a long time I would consider this consider the people that are coming after you don't do something cheap one you can be legal um, consequences but two, you're making the world more beautiful. I think you should name your project, right? When you sell it to the person, that project has a name and it could stick with it. I love like my cousin's house in England still has the name of the family that was there like hundreds of years ago. And so whatever you do, think of your project that way. So I just want to say if you've got a piece of property and you want to know the things that could be affecting it and how to think of that in an inspirational way, what is possible. Like maybe you've got something beautiful on your property and you want to work with some of the codes or effects or things that you may not think you have enough time to do or enough money to do. Talk with an architect. Go to ca-rd.com. Click on book a consultation. You can also check out some of the stories that we've got on there of other people's transformation through not having a home to having one. If you don't have property, yeah, and you're but you're interested in a custom home, you can do the same thing. Go to book a consultation. I'd love to talk with you about your dream of having a home one day. And if you haven't bought your property yet, some key things to look for that will help you select a property that's more meaningful to you. And with all these things, there's definitely the legal part of it and meeting with a real estate agent and the people who provide you financing and those type of things. Make sure in that you keep the artistic vision, your dream in those conversations. So you're not compromising that in those things. I believe it. it is possible. We do it all the time. I really look forward to helping you go from dreaming of being in a custom home to living the dream in your custom home, a beautiful minimalist home that's all you, it's all your story, it's all your family story. Thank you for joining me today. Look forward to next week. So next week... It's a five-part series, but there's three parts to the DNA, right? And the first one was just getting you familiar with the idea, right? Then we talked about the design, 
the nature of your piece of land. And today we talked about the external effects, the forces that are affecting those two things that create this beautiful design. I think that's it. A lot of people, I think it's like the material is the design. The trend is the design. No, I think that these three pieces, I'm fully convinced through my experience and doing this with other people that what makes a great project is respecting these three pieces of DNA. The fourth part that comes out of that. So it's fun because I, I like the mental picture that there's a triangle, right? And it makes it's made up by these three pieces of DNA. And then there's a fourth thing that emerges from that makes it a pyramid, this strong shape that's like got a great foundation. And that is the design that comes out of that. When you get those things and you work with your architect and you have a, a something that contributes to yourself, your family, and your whole region, I'm really excited for your journey. See you next time on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.